Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we take a look at the astrological energies from September 6th until September 13th. As we actually have fewer transiting aspects this week, making it a quieter week overall. Of course, I'm speaking in general terms, but knowing that this would be a great time to focus, to get caught up, to understand what you need to take care of, and also to be more receptive and open to receiving the messages from your soul, your higher self, receiving those downloads that maybe you can hear better when things are a little bit quieter. So this is a great time as well to check in on what you need, your own self-care and downtime requirements, and to even give yourself and others more time, more space to process, to work, to take care of priorities, because that is a beautiful supportive energy during Virgo season. So over this next week, we only have three major transiting energies that I'll be covering. One will be the Sun and Mercury retrograde conjunct. We'll also have a really beautiful energy as the Sun in Virgo trines Jupiter in Taurus. And then we're also going to see an outer planet connection that begins this month and goes into mid-October. And that is Uranus retrograde in Taurus sextiling Neptune retrograde and Pisces. This is a really beautiful creative energy and I'll talk more about that in today's show. Also a programming note that this episode is pre-recorded since I am traveling, but I wanted to ensure that you don't miss an episode or that we don't miss discussing any of these astrological transits. Now to begin, on September 6th, Mercury retrograde is conjunct the sun in Virgo at 13 degrees. Now, this happens during every Mercury retrograde cycle. We always have Mercury, which is basically on the shortest leash from the sun, moving back and forth in an ongoing dance with the sun. And at this time, the energies of Mercury retrograde conjunct the Sun in Virgo are quite interesting. It makes it different than another Mercury retrograde cycle, for example. And this is why. Because Mercury is in one of its ruling signs, which is Virgo. Mercury rules Gemini and Virgo. And actually, Virgo is co-ruled as well by Chiron. So Mercury in Virgo conjunct the Sun brings up two things for us to be aware of. Now, you're probably going to hear or you've been hearing the term Kazimi, which translates to being in the heart. It's in the heart of the sun. So when a planet is exactly conjunct the sun, that means it's in the heart of the sun. And this is typically called a more positive or auspicious interpretation of the conjunction. And when a planet is conjunct the sun, now think about looking up at the sun, you can't see that planet because the sun overpowers it. The sun is dominant. It's so bright, warm, has this very powerful, powerful life force. And so then you can't see Mercury until Mercury moves farther away from the sun. Now there's also a term called combustion. 
and it's pretty self-explanatory. That's when a planet is conjunct the sun and the sun's energy appears to blow it up where the sun overpowers, the sun is very dominant and the sun exerts a strength over the energy of that planet. Kazimi is typically interpreted in a more positive way than combustion, even though they both mean conjunct the sun. But one thing that also comes into play here is that because Mercury is in one of its ruling signs of Virgo, we say that Mercury is in his chariot, which means it's a protective energy. And so that's what makes this particular Mercury retrograde conjunct the sun a little bit better of an energy signature. It means that Mercury in his chariot conjunct the sun is actually stronger and a picture a chariot, right? It has a regalness, it's faster, it's protected, it moves along, it moves swiftly, which of course is what Mercury is known for. But Mercury is protected and isn't being overly dominated by the sun. And this only happens when Mercury is in one of his home signs. So this particular Mercury retrograde conjunct the sun, again, it's occurring at 13 degrees in your chart, means that maybe there's some things you're finally going to be able to express or get off your chest that are useful, efficient. This is where there could be more feedback. Now, the term constructive feedback or constructive criticism is quite Virgo because of the energy of criticism, but The idea of constructive feedback or constructive criticism is one that's supposed to help us make things better. Sometimes we call them notes, right? I'm going to give you some notes on this. So this would be a time to be aware of those kinds of exchanges, but to ensure that there is a kindness with it, an element of humanity, an element of understanding that it's not an excuse to be mean or insulting, or overly critical. But with the sun and Mercury working together here in Virgo, there's an opportunity to get much, much clearer. And I see it as that sun is going to burn away distractions, burn away what isn't necessary, what isn't important. And it could actually help you fine tune what is necessary to say or express, what is necessary to do and take care of, what is essential to the Virgo energies, the Virgo expressions that will move things forward or move things along. So Mercury conjunct the sun during his retrograde cycle here, and then will move behind the sun and travel back to eight degrees of Virgo. So as this Mercury does a pass, to get behind the sun, there's things that you could feel like you're going to see differently. You're going to understand it in a new way. And this is when the Mercury retrograde energy changes because after that conjunction with the sun and is then traveling behind the sun, think about the things you would see behind the sun or behind backstage or behind the facility. It's like the inner workings, right? Things that are more operational, more functional, more of the maintenance. You take any building and it needs a maintenance room, right? It needs that section that has all of the electrical wiring and the 
the systems and everything that goes into making a structure work, that's what this Mercury in Virgo retrograde takes us into. What is happening behind the scenes? How are things working or not working? And that could be a theme this week. That could be a theme after this conjunction with the sun where you're going to see more stuff that you didn't notice before that needs to be taken care of or cleaned up or fixed. This is where there can be more maintenance needs, where more stuff is coming to your attention of, wow, that's about to break down or, wow, that is not working and I didn't realize it. So there is a switch of energy here as Mercury moves behind the sun and in Virgo, it's about taking care of what needs to be fixed up, what you need to repair, where the warranties expired, what you need to improve, and what perhaps you're catching is on its last legs and then you have a heads up on how to change it up or how to make it better. So that's part of the energy shift this week. Then we have a really beautiful energy coming through as the sun in Virgo trines Jupiter retrograde in Taurus at 15 degrees on September 8th. And this is a really beneficial energy for projects, plans, what you have been building and developing. Again, related to those Virgo energies of what you're taking care of, what you're working on. Here comes Jupiter with a supportive solution, resources, a plan. This is where Jupiter comes through and says, hey, I know how to take care of this for you. Here's the opportunity. Or even better, here's an even another option that's a much better fit. So this is a very buoyant, positive energy as Jupiter trines the sun and it's happening in earth signs, which are about our physical reality, things we touch, taste, feel, see. And it means that there can be improvements here. Maybe things you've been waiting on. Maybe happy developments show up that lighten your load, that lift you up, that give you a sense of, yes, finally, something is happening here. This is occurring at 15 degrees And I would give it a tight orb because Jupiter in Taurus is retrograde and will move back to 14 degrees this month. So Jupiter is moving very slowly backwards while the sun in Virgo is moving forwards. So I would say it's basically 15 degrees is really where the energy is the tightest, but you could give it one orb on either side, so either 14 to 16 degrees. But if you have planets or points at 15 degrees of the Earth signs, 15 degrees of Taurus, Virgo, or Capricorn, this is going to be especially beneficial for you. And this is where astrology is personal because it is based on these exact degree points. So yes, this energy is in the collective. There could be wonderful developments occurring around you and even for you, but it's going to be more specialized to you if you have planets or points at 15 degrees of the earth signs. It also is working with the water signs, specifically Cancer and Pisces at 15 degrees and also Scorpio at 15 degrees. So 15 degrees of earth signs and water signs. This is going to be something that helps you understand what to do with what you've got. And it can also bring in that support, that lending hand, that ability to make something happen, make it come together. 
So September 8th, the sun trines Jupiter, and this is often a day of beneficial developments. And as always, we look for that in our lives. We want more of that in our lives. So stay open to what is showing up and what's presenting itself in front of you because it could be an easy yes as well. Now, the other transit that's going on this week that is quite notable is we now have Uranus in the third decan of Taurus, right? Uranus is retrograde and is hanging out at 23 degrees of Taurus and is actually making a sextile to Neptune in Pisces retrograde at 26 degrees. This is the closest that Uranus and Neptune have been for a very long time. They are both outer planets. They are both about what we don't know yet. And typically we connect them to the collective unconscious, but I feel that is becoming outdated because as we learn more about astrological energies, as we dig into these themes and these archetypes, we're becoming more conscious. And so I see these outer planets as representing our consciousness journey, as showing us more expansion, more growth, more awareness that we wouldn't typically tap into on our own. So with Uranus making a sextile to Neptune, this energy continues into mid-October 2023, and then it comes back in a year from now in 2024. So we have something opening up for us in the Taurus areas of our lives. And that would be because of Uranus now at this 23 degree point of Taurus, but also pulsing there hanging out there because of the recent retrograde station and also activating more within us that maybe we wouldn't normally connect with. And I feel like this connection to Neptune and Pisces, it's very creative. It's very intuitive. It's opening up more of what we want to create and experience in this lifetime. These are more downloads coming through. These are more understandings of what you're motivated to create or move towards in your life. And this particular energy, it's actually being triggered by Uranus. That's because Uranus is the faster moving planet. So it's a bit like this Neptune in Pisces. It's been moving through Pisces since 2011 and will continue to do so until it enters Aries and stays there in 2026. So we've had this glowing, flowing, gliding, easy energy, if you will, of Neptune in its home sign of Pisces, really bringing up more that we can intuitively develop. Neptune in Pisces is actually difficult at times because we have to detach and surrender our humanness. We have to step away from the ego. We have to not exert the desire for control wherever this Neptune is moving in your chart. It's where you have to allow things to go, to be released. There's a turnover that occurs with Neptune 
And because Neptune and Pisces very strongly connects to the ocean, it can feel like you're just floating along, trusting what comes up, but you don't have power to steer the ship. You don't have the ability to paddle with your oar to certain destinations because that big wave, the big waves of Neptune and Pisces are the ones in control. And so we've been learning how to manage our energy, learning where we go with these strong Neptune influences, especially if this is making some big aspects in your chart right now, there's things that are being taken away. Neptune and Pisces is asking you to let go of one version. And that could be a good keyword to think of. It's just one version. It's one version of your life, one version of a job, one version of yourself. It's it's just a version of it. And then Neptune and Pisces will also help you connect with another version of something. Now, Neptune and Pisces also brings up how we deal with letting go, how we deal with loss, how we move through grief. It's very intense. It's very deep at times. Again, especially if this Neptune and Pisces is working with you personally in your chart, in your chart, either by planet or by point. Things are being removed. They're dissolving. And where we are being elevated is through the transcendence, rising above. But there's a lot of inconsistency with Neptune and Pisces. It might not feel like you're rising above at all. It could feel like, nope, I'm at the bottom of the ocean. I'm at the bottom of the ocean. It's too much. It's intense. I don't know what to do. And this can also bring up our victim consciousness. This can bring up our sense of powerlessness. This can bring up a sense of, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know what to do next. And this is where that Neptune and Pisces waves come through and they are purging us. They are washing us clean, but there can be a point where it just feels too much. It's too much for the mind. It's too much for the body, too much for the ego. It's just all too much. And we're looking for a safe haven. So the Neptune and Pisces can also be directing you to a new port, a safe port, a safe port in the storm. It could be directing you to parts of yourself that you're meant to understand and work with energetically, especially if there are any tendencies or habits that aren't really good for you because Neptune and Pisces is escapism. It's where we want to leave, we're overwhelmed, I can't deal with this, I can't do this, it's all too much, and I feel powerless. And by the way, these themes can be big for you if you have strong Pisces in your chart, strong Neptune in your chart, or strong 12th house themes. These could just be energies that you're already working with in your life anyways. So what this energy is showing you is where you have choices to go higher, to develop a more detached perspective so that you're not so caught up in these big changes, meaning you're able to ride the waves. You're able to be the surfer who skillfully rides these waves instead of feeling like you're being shipwrecked to the bottom of the ocean. But fair to say, you can feel both. It's simultaneous and Pisces is a sign of duality. It's the sign of how our human energy connects to spiritual energy and back again. It's the ongoing cycle of going up to your higher self and then coming back down to your human self. 
and how you integrate that, how you trust that, also how you're aware of perhaps even these splits in energies or these splits in perspectives. So here we've had this Neptune in Pisces, which has been making an ongoing sextile to Pluto for over a century, meaning they've been traveling together in a tight sextile where they're supporting each other. So this is the case with Pluto and Capricorn and Neptune and Pisces. Then they're both going to change signs as Pluto moves into Aquarius and Neptune moves into Aries and they maintain that sextile. So that dialogue between those two most outer planets has been happening for a while. That's why Uranus entering the chat is a big deal because Uranus is spicy and exciting and Uranus is that crazy uncle who shows up with his bow tie crooked and he's not even wearing matching shoes and then he says something utterly brilliant and wildly unexpected and you realize I need to take him seriously and stop staring at the fact that he's wearing an ascot with a t-shirt and I don't know what he's saying half the time but when he says something really prolific that's when you know there's some brilliance here. So there's some brilliance that has entered into this conversation and it could be wild, wacky, off the wall, and you don't know what to do with it yet because it could be something that just energizes you, that gets you dreaming in a bigger way. When this Uranus is sextiling Neptune, you're like, okay, wow, maybe I'm seeing something new here. Something can develop from this. Something can come through. And that's because Uranus is in the earth sign of Taurus. And Taurus has been really working with a lot of our energies. That's because not only is Uranus in Taurus, but Jupiter is in Taurus, right? So we have these two energies in Taurus, in your chart, that are wanting you to connect with new higher levels of self-worth. What you're innately worthy of by being here on this planet where the universe sees your value and wants you to love yourself more, accept yourself more, own it, kind of like be your own glow up, elevate yourself, elevate your self value. Where are you ready to improve your standards, improve what you require in your life. And that's part of what not only Jupiter is highlighting, but Uranus is shaking up. And we've been talking about this theme for a while, but now Uranus is connecting with Neptune, which could be the dreams you didn't think could happen. The dreams that you were like, nah, it's not possible. Eh, I don't know about that. Not likely. I don't see it. And then here comes your crazy uncle who's like, actually, you know what? I know exactly what to do. Let's get in my DeLorean and go back to the future. Talk about a beautiful archetype of Uranus, right? That means your internal Marty McFly is so excited because there's something coming through here that you didn't think could transpire or be a reality. But here comes the mad scientist, the crazy genius who knows what to do with it. So I feel like this is going to be some beautiful openings into new life possibilities, some new things for you to think about, energize. It could really support taking you to the next level in what you want to experience in this life. It could show you more 
also of how the universe is always working with us as it works through us. The universe works with us all the time, but we have to be in our willingness, in our power. We have to say, yes, okay, I don't know where this is going. I guess I'll just jump in a DeLorean and see what happens. And this is long-term energy. So for some of you, there could be some turning point ideas and potentials, some turning point manifestations, a new phase of expressing and using something that is that is creative, that is exciting, that has been a dream, maybe something that also is showing you, maybe I shouldn't give up on that. Or maybe this could come together. Maybe something is forming here and it's not quite time, but I feel it bubbling up or I feel it coming through. And it's meant to be exciting. Uranus being that unexpected wild card means that there's still going to be a lot of things you don't know. A lot of things just kind of buzzing around, almost like you can't catch it. You can't fully grasp it but you're sensing it. And there could be things here that you feel are giving you an understanding of what has been removed. Because for all the ways that this Neptune in Pisces removes and takes away and it creates grief and you cry and you're like, I'm just going to sit here with all this Kleenex. I'm just going to dissolve myself. Well, here comes Uranus and says, nope, something else is happening. Something else is coming through. Get up get dressed. We're doing this. You're coming with us because this is the energy that brings in something different and new. And so think about how you've been sitting in voids, how you've been trusting, how you've been having faith, right? And honestly, that gets old. Let's just raise our hands. All of that gets old. We hear it. We know it. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Trust the process. Have faith. Keep going. Got it. But when? When am I going to start to see the new energy come in and the new energy come through. This is when it can start. September and into October, Uranus sextiling this Neptune is going to bring in something jazzy, something fun, something off the wall, something you've never done before is another hallmark of this energy. You haven't been here before. We haven't had this energy before on the planet. We haven't experienced this chapter. And as I said, It starts right now, September, October, and then it gets stronger one year from now. So yeah, that would be the gestation period where if something comes through, you're going to have to calm your jets, especially if you have a lot of Mars or fire sign, or you're just overall wanting it now, now, now. This energy isn't necessarily now, now, now. It's something coming up that's meant to lift us, meant to lift us into new possibilities that are creative, that are invigorating and hopeful and feel good. This can also very much apply to new earth energies because as so much has been breaking down and falling apart and being removed, there is, of course, a need to energetically fill in those voids. And I feel that's what the universe is going to be doing. So in two areas of your chart, 23 degrees of Taurus is connecting to 26 degrees of Pisces. Those two houses in your chart where those planets are, 
are talking and they're getting on the same page now and they're going to be sharing things back and forth, I do feel something around dream creation, something coming together that is tangible in your life. And I'm not trying to sound overly positive or Pollyanna here, because of course it's going to depend on each person's energy signature, each person's ability to work with the Pisces and Taurus energies, and also Going into more of your energetics at a personal level, it's your belief systems, it's your willingness, it's your ability to keep trusting and know that you're supported. So how you feel and what you really believe is going to affect what manifests for you. But I think that this is also going to connect, if we dig into more of the astrology here, to your Venus. Because Uranus and Taurus is ruled by Venus. Neptune in Pisces is the higher octave of Venus. So that Venus energy, I mean in your natal chart, by the way, your personal Venus, what you love, what you desire, what you want to connect to, how you connect. Venus in your natal chart is how you create things that you love, how you spend your money, how you decorate your spaces, how you dress yourself, your own personal style, how you look, how you feel confident in your appearance. Venus is how you create relationships, friendships, and connections with others. Venus is also related to what makes you happy. It can be where you go on those hard days. It can be what you need to feel better about yourself when life is rough and tumbly. So your natal Venus is holding an imprint. Natal Venus is holding a dream. What is that dream that maybe is close to your heart, that is something that excites you, it warms you, it lights you up? What is something that you desire? This would be a beautiful time to get clear on that and to let the universe know this would be good for my heart. This development, this dream would support me. It would lift me. It also has this beautiful feminine energy signature to it. Because both Uranus in Taurus and Neptune in Pisces, those are feminine energies. And it's what we really want that we can't just muscle through. Like we can't make it happen. But there's something here where it's important to remember that the universe sees what you need. The universe sees what you desire, what you would like in your life that maybe you haven't had before. Again, this energy hasn't happened in this lifetime. And so there can be things that show up and connect that directly relate to your natal Venus, which is a personal planet and which is about how we feel loved. And that can be through personal friendships, relationships, partnerships, Venus being the most personal of those. But then the bigger picture here is how the universe is tuning in to that frequency and wants you to have what you need so that you know you're loved by the universe. Unconditional love, higher love, angelic love, God self love. And so this could be something as well that the more you're able to receive and allow things to unfold and develop, By maintaining that highest possible frequency of love for yourself, 
that's when something can show up and come through that you've never experienced in this life that is heartwarming, that elevates you, that feels amazing, but also gives you a validation that the universe sees what you need. And the universe understands that some things can only happen in certain timing. It can only happen under certain energetic conditions, if you will. So there's something here. There's something here that is supporting us in our ability to keep going, to know that the universe is now going to bring in something. So totally exciting if you've always wanted to ride in a DeLorean. Also, it could be that something is finally connecting through two houses in your chart. And so let's say this is in your fifth house and seventh house. Well, that can be strong attraction and relationship energies. If it's between your first house and your third house, that could be something that you really want to express or write or something is coming together that is very creative and you're excited to teach it or to study it. Now, the first six houses in your chart, houses one through six, are about your sense of self are related to who you are in this lifetime, your personal development, what you need, what you want, how you know yourself, and how you are mastering your own internal energies. Then the top six houses in your chart, houses seven through 12, are about energies outside of you, where houses seven, eight, nine are about relationships, dynamics, how you share, how you interact, how you cooperate, you know, whether you're in agreement and on the same page with people or not. And houses 10 through 12 are about the world at large. So houses 7 through 12 are about energies outside of you. Houses 1 through 6, energies inside of you. And this is where you can get a better grip on how these outer planets are connecting the conversation and essentially what is forming and coming together for you in your life and in your world. And one more thing to add to this is that next week or whenever you hear this, the Virgo new moon on September 14th is trining Uranus. And so there could be something that is planted during the Virgo new moon that gives you insights into more of this, into what it could be, into how it would work. Uh, There's support here with that Virgo new moon, which occurs at 22 degrees and will be trining this Uranus in Taurus at 23 degrees. So as we move into September, this is a great time to be more aware of what's possible. What is happening for you next? What's coming through? What is showing up? Maybe you'll be more inclined to talk to your crazy uncle or anyone who comes through the door wearing a really crooked bow tie. But overall, this feels self-affirming. This feels like, okay, this dream can happen. This next step can come through. And because it's outer planet energy, it's going to feel like you're not in control. It's going to feel like, okay, I've just got to wait this out, see what happens. But this is when the universe creates incredible developments for us and miracles happen and things that we thought would never transpire can show up. And this is what's exciting. I mean, there's been so many big energies going on in our lives and in our world that we can lose our own zest for life. Like look at what you want in your life. What are your bucket list items? And do you really think they will happen? 
And sometimes people will say, well, yeah, but I don't have money. Okay, money is not the only energy that makes the world go round. And there's unlimited money and finances in the world. There's unlimited abundance. And so even if you want, let's say, a dream trip or something to develop, you would be limiting yourself if you're only focused on money. In fact, money is meant to go somewhere. Money comes in and it goes out. I mean, we know that so well, right? When we see all the auto payments from our checking accounts to cover our bills. But think about how money is an endless stream of energy and don't limit it based on finances or money. Look at how, no, what I want to do is this. It's like taking it further. So if you want that trip or if you want that next job or if you want to move, the universe can make things happen beyond the realms of finances and it can actually bring in the support you need that will help you. So if you're overly focused on finances and you're seeing that as a limitation, then this is something that you can upgrade in yourself and you can say, okay, if this is truly meant for me and I truly want this, it's beyond the limiting scopes of finances. Something else can show up. Something else can come through. Something else can support me. Open up the energy. Open it up. This is something I teach in my Mastering Abundance course because a lot of our limitations are unconsciously related to either our paychecks, our savings, what we're making, and all of that is important to manage. We've got to be responsible with our finances, but part of living abundantly and moving into the next level here is to understand that money is just one part of it. In fact, your belief system that you put on money is what is shaping your life. Because if you think of money and finances as being neutral, it's just beige or grayish, whatever you prefer. It's whatever you're applying to money that is determining how you believe it affects your life. And this can all be reprogrammed. This can all be something that expands you, that you look at deeply. So if you need support with this, do check out my course on Mastering Abundance because I highlight some things for you to be aware of, to reflect on, to understand your own programming so that you can reprogram it and approach it differently. But as with any kind of evolutionary shift, especially in belief systems, you've got to stick with it. Because what people do is they'll be like, okay, I'll believe that. And they believe it for a week, but they don't really keep practicing it. They don't really dig in to the fears or limitations. And then nothing really gets changed because you've just reverted back to the previous programming. So you have to stick with it. You have to keep staying on top of whatever that new belief system is so that you fully integrate it. And this also is your Venus. This also relates to your Venus. So interestingly enough, this is part of Venus reprogramming. Now Venus is direct after her retrograde and we can look at some things with fresh eyes. We can understand some things in a new way. And I hope that this has given you some insights to connect with more of your power, whatever that means for you, but also to know that we can require more of ourselves at any time. And maybe you're feeling that push right now. Maybe you're ready for that. Maybe that is what you're ready to step into. 
So overall, I hope this week brings you some beneficial breakthroughs as that Mercury retrograde is conjunct the sun, but Mercury's in his chariot. So he is protected. He's rolling on through. He's doing good. And he's ready to take on some things and tackle some things that maybe he didn't have energy for previously. Then we also have the sun in Virgo trining Jupiter and Taurus also beneficial energy and designed to move us forward, to help us grow, to step into what we need to take care of and to know that we're supported in doing so. So I'll be back next Monday and Wednesday for new podcast episodes to help us continue to move through these astrological energies. Wishing you a beautiful journey here as we move further into September and we approach that Virgo new moon on September 14th. I have a video for you on YouTube discussing the energetics of that new moon, so be sure and check it out. You can find out more about my current astrology programs at mollymccord.online. These are courses designed to help you know your astrology chart more, know your energy more, and understand how to work with it through the lens of astrology. So I hope to see you in one of those programs. Otherwise, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook, and we will keep connecting as we move here through the last four months of 2023. Have a beautiful week ahead, and I'll see you back here soon.